and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the podcast. Welcome also to those of you that are listening in Morocco. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are going to be chatting about free stuff and when I say free stuff, I basically mean the free stuff. (laughs) I mean the stuff that comes in without you actually buying it or without um, it being a gift from somebody. So it's those kinds of things like goodie bags that you bring home from an event or a promotional material or stuff that comes in um, with a conference pack, uh, anything that you – samples and things that you get given, uh, stuff that comes in the mail, uh, all that kind of free stuff, Um, extras that get into – one of the parcels of things that you've bought online, um, they've popped in an extra. I got one the other day myself, actually. And so all of those kinds of things that come along without you actually asking for them or needing them or wanting them in the first place. Ooh, this gets me excited. I'm a bit of a, uh, I think it's a ge- I have a genetic disposition towards uh, liking free things or bargains, more bargains than free stuff. It like, mm. yeah, i I used to find it really hard to resist anything that I perceived as a bargain. But I'm learning and we're going to help you learn today too, hopefully, listeners, that um, just because it's free doesn't really mean it's free. Exactly. So there is a professor, I think he's at Duke University in the US. His name is called Dan Airely. And he has written a book called Predictably Irrational, The Hidden Forces That Shape Our Decisions. And he talks about free stuff and the concept of free stuff. And he, I have this quote from him. He says, we often pay too much when we pay nothing. Most transactions have an upside and a downside. But when something is free, we forget the downside. Free gives us an emotional charge that we perceive what is being offered as immensely more valuable than it really is. Yeah. And I can relate to that, definitely. <laughs> when something is free, it's like all logic disappears and you go, <laughs> yeah, it's free. There is, How can there be a downside? It costs me nothing. Yeah. yeah, and that whole it costs me nothing is a fallacy, isn't it? Because yeah. it actually does still cost us stuff. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to go through today some of the ways that free stuff still costs you and hopefully by the end of this, We'll have you rethinking that goodie bag that you pick up for free at your next Mm -hmm. conference or event or sporting event. Yeah, all those those Coles mini things. Oh, that (laughs) I hate those so much. Just don't, just don't even start. We'll never get back to free (laughs) stuff. We'll just rant for an hour about Coles minis. Oh my gosh. Um, So I'm going to kick us off talking about storage space. So. One of the ways that free things still cost you is you still have to store that stuff. I, When I say this out loud, it, a picture in my head, the water bottles, okay? My kids, when they go to <laughs> holiday sporting clinics and things like that or a sporting match, they seem to always come home with a new branded water bottle that they're giving away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, it's free, but firstly... We don't need it and we'll get to that later Mm. because we wouldn't have gone out today to buy a water bottle because we have enough water bottles in our house. But also 
it takes up more room in my already adequately full, you know, plastics cupboard. And um, those those kind of items just get in the way of the stuff we already have in our house and the stuff that we've already curated that we use and that we love. And bringing in extra stuff, you end up giving away the valuable space in your house to those free things. And because it's mm. free, it's like it almost... Um, you, you don't consider the space it'll take up because it feel you feel like you've got something for nothing, but yeah, you mm. are still still giving away storage space to it. Yeah, definitely, and it just doesn't um, allow you then the air that you had before the free stuff came in, the air in, in your cupboards and in your spaces that that you need to, in order to function, you know, efficiently. Mm, absolutely. Which also then leads me to another way that free things cost you, which is time. So there's so much time invested in free things that you actually don't consider or at the point of receiving those, but you actually even don't consider them just generally. We often don't consider how our things cost us in time. And when something has come in unintentionally, we're spending time on something that is not giving us the the value that you know it probably should given the investment of time that we're putting into it so it takes time to actually get it in the first place especially for those that line up for the Coles minis and <laughs> go to the special swap events and stuff like that it takes time to find a home for it and quite often when free stuff comes in it's it's usually that that random stuff that actually often doesn't have a home anyway, or the home for it is sort of just stashed in other places, like lanyards. Like having that's one of the things I find the most difficult to find a home for is a lanyard. So what is it where do lanyards belong? Like who do they hang out with? What does it belong to? Lanyards are a real bugbear of mine. But there's something that you get for free quite a bit is lanyards. And like you said, water bottles and key rings. You know, where do you put key rings? If they're not on your keys, where are you going to put them? You need to create a storage space then for for those key rings. And so all of those kinds of things that you get given, um, you have to find room for them. Mugs. If your mug cupboard is already full and you've been given a free mug at a conference or at an event you've gone to, you then have to find a home for that mug amongst all of the other mugs and it might then mean that you need to find a second home for mugs which is a whole lot of time invested in that as well maintaining these things and looking after them finding them moving them dusting them all those kinds of things that all takes up time uh, that you know you wouldn't have to spend if you hadn't have said yes to that particular item coming into the house yeah and one of the ways that I think you don't account for time with your belongings is when you decide you've had enough of them and you need to part with them, that there's this time cost there or time pressure there as well. So, you know, you might justify the time. And I that I think of things like, you know, furniture that's advertised on Gumtree or those, you know, buy swap sell sites that are free, free, you know, a free table. Mm. Great. The time, yes, you take to contact the person and organize a, a time to collect it and then go pick it up you know you maybe you have you need a trailer or something else that you you're hiring to collect that item bring it home find the home for it but then you know down the track you will decide you know I don't need that table or I don't want that table or it doesn't fit anymore and so then you have to put the time into getting rid of that item as well and I mean it's the same as we do with every other 
item that we purchase, there is time when we decide that we're going to part with it. But when it's free, some of these things just don't just don't enter our head. We just negate the fact that that there's mm. any additional time pressures. Mm. And the other thing with time as well is then, especially if it's um, kids stuff and things that, that kids bring in for free, like stuff from party bags. Oh, mm. there's, there's <laughs> another episode. We'll put oh. that with the Coles Mini. We'll have just like an episode on ranting, all the things that um, get our go. Tiny little landfills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, but then the time that you either you spend telling your kids to put it away and the time that your kids spend tidying mm. things, fixing it, moving them out of the way, decluttering, like, yeah, time is a big cost when it comes to something that's free and it just doesn't it just doesn't occur to us when we we bring it mm. home. And we're more, you know, you were talking about the cost of on selling and we're much more likely to not need something that we've gotten for free because we haven't acquired it intentionally. We've acquired it simply because it's free, not because we actually need it. And so we're actually much more likely to then want to part with something that we we got for free so the chances of us actually having to spend the time on parting with it is much higher than on something that we might wear out or you know use until the end of its proper life um, which is something that we actually intentionally purchased yeah and before you touched on maintenance that's another thing that we don't really go too far into Mm -hmm. you know you bring something into your home for free is not without maintenance just because it was free. You still either dust that thing or have to clean it or have to sort it and um, fix it and those kind of things just because Mm. it was a – and quite often the things that are free, especially if they're bigger items, they're usually things that require some time type of maintenance because quite often people will get rid of stuff for free because they can't be bothered with the maintenance. Mm, And, you know – if, if it's something electronic or whatever, then it becomes something that you need to service and buy extra parts. There's, there can be a whole range of maintenance for free items. Yeah, for sure. And then it costs us money. That that maintenance can, can cost money. If you need to fix or, or replace missing parts or just get a repair, and quite often the free stuff is usually low quality. So unless you've won you know, a car and a prize and a raffle. Mm. I mean, that doesn't count. But, you know, if you're you're given stuff, it's usually poor quality. It's usually cheap quality. So it's much more likely to break. Uh, it's it's like, like it's like those party bag favours. You know, I, I remember my kids, you know, they would pull it out, blow on it once or, or do whatever it is with it once and then it breaks in half. And it's like then you've got this kid who's then upset that this new toy is broken. And, of course, you're not surprised because it, it cost 50 cents uh, for a pack of 10. But it's, um, you know, one of those things that you have to deal with as well is that things, they do break uh, fairly easily. Yeah, and I think with the the idea that free stuff still costs you money as well, there's lots of ways that, especially if it's a company or an organisation giving away something, that you are still parting with money. So often there's, you'll Mm. see, you know, buy one, get one free offers. And because there's something for free, you think, you know, you're you're getting a bargain or a good deal. And you know what, if it's something like toothpaste that is a just for when item that you know you're going to use, buy one, get one free, great. Effectively, you got two at 50% off. That's, that's fine. But if it's, 
and this happens a lot when people are browsing and wandering and they see buy one, get one free, they think, oh, awesome, I'm getting something for free. But if you're spending money on a thing that you wouldn't have intended to buy anyway, you're still parting Mm. with money. Even though you're getting something free, you're still spending more money than you would have intended to had you not seen that that offer or that special it just doesn't mm. doesn't make sense yeah i mean we sort of it's not on topic but the same happens with discounts you know second one 50 off is another one that can suck us into to buying something we don't actually need yeah and and sometimes with the buy one get one freeze they're not even things that you need two of so yeah you know like a pair of thongs buy one get one free well if i have one pair of thongs why do i need another pair of thongs because I have a pair of thongs. So then the one that you're getting for free, are you going to give that away? And this is what I don't understand with all those ads that are on TV where it's like buy a deep fryer or an air fryer or (laughs) whatever, buy one, get one free. I'm like, if I have an air fryer, why do I need another air fryer? So then I'm buying one to get one free, which then I will give away to someone. Well, if the other person really wanted it, they would buy one anyway, you know. So Mm. where's the the bargain in that? And you've still got to go to all the effort of finding another home for that second air fryer or whatever it is um it's all that work and and stress yeah so sometimes with with money that you spend even when you get something for free sometimes you might have already paid for it so the cost was already included in the purchase price so an example and I read this somewhere online a while ago and it made me think source at McDonald's and I was like what but people think they're getting sauce for free and it's like you're not getting sauce for free. They build that into the price of the burger and the fries and the whatever else. So, um, and that's a really simple example, but, you know, if you go yeah. to a conference and then you leave with a goodie bag of free stuff and you think, yay, this is all for free, it's not free. The price of the ticket paid for the pen and the lanyard and the water bottle and the mug that mm. you're taking home. Yeah. So all the price of your time in having to, you know, throw out all the brochures that came with it. <laughs> yeah. All the advertising brochures and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But we we have um football memberships at our house. We have Port Adelaide football memberships. And with that membership you get a pack and it has water bottles and sometimes lunch boxes, pencil cases, different kinds of things. Lane, there's always lanyards because you get your membership card as well that goes with your lanyard. But that's the same, you know, it is ostensibly free, um, but you are you're paying for it with the money that you pay for the membership. So you do be careful that you don't sort of start thinking, you know, that it's that it's not costing you anything. Because yeah, like you said, it's already paid for in the cost of something else that you've you've forked out. Yeah. Definitely. And then sometimes free things will be a way to lure you in to mm. then sell you something else. So quite often there'll be a free, you know, a free trial of an app or a TV mm. subscription or a movie subscription or something like that. And they lure you in with the free offer, you know, your first month free, and then it reverts to a paid program. So if you don't remember to cancel it before the free bit is over you end up paying anyway or they just you know people will lure you in and this happens a lot with online subscriptions to magazines and things like that Mm. you get your free one and then you're used to having this pop up in your your inbox once a week so by the time they say okay now your free subscription's over you're kind of addicted or you're Mm. uh, enjoying it so much and that's very clever marketing on their part but then you end up 
paying with it. So even though it appears free at the start, quite often mm. the company will end up getting your your hard-earned dollars anyway. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Another way that free stuff could possibly cost you could be with your health as well. When when we went to America um, on our honeymoon, this is like 16, 17 years ago, we were amazed at the whole free refill thing with your Cokes and your drinks. And mm-hmm. so we would, you'd go to, to a place and you would order and you would get this massive big cup of soft drink and then you could just go and refill it for free as much as you wanted. And that, like, I just think that you can, you could possibly be paying uh, in your health for those kinds of things. So when you're getting an upgrade to something bigger, you know, is that really good for you? Is that, you know, obviously more soft drink, and I drink a lot of soft drink already, so more soft drink is definitely not good for me <laughs> and it's not good in general for people. We all know it's not good for us. Um, but we take it because it's free and um, perhaps we're paying in in our health as well. I had a similar thing in the US with coffee. I guess I'd ah. seen it on on movies but not you know, like the old school diners and the yes. lady walks around with her pot and just keeps topping you yep, up. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, sure, that's fine with like drip coffee and but that wouldn't, that you know, that wouldn't happen anymore these days, would it? Because <laughs> the whole coffee industry has changed so much. But we, I would be sitting um, at a restaurant or a cafe and have a coffee and I would have coffee because when I asked for tea, people would just look at me weird. Um, they'd be like, iced tea? And I'm like, no, 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 just tea. Um, so I'd be like, oh, yep, coffee, just go coffee. But so I would drink maybe two or three coffees a week. So when I went to one a day in the US, it was like, whoa, here we go. I'm on the coffee train. But it was like the bottomless cup of coffee. Mm. And then I would walk out of these cafes like shaking Buzzing. because I'd effectively had six cups of coffee because I never got more than halfway down. So I couldn't, you know, measure my consumption. I'm like, whoa, yeah, I need to lay off the coffee. This is crazy. But it's, I wouldn't have gone in there and said, can I please have six cups of coffee? But because it's <laughs> no. free, it's kind of like, well, I'm entitled to that. That's, you know, that's part of the deal. So why would I refuse mm. something that's not costing me anything? But Mm. but it did cost it my did. nerves a few days there <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the then there's the um weaning yourself back off that again oh yeah and so often this the food stuff that is free um there's a couple of exceptions but quite often it's not healthy options so one exception to this and this is I'm not sure how widely spread this is globally but in Australia our two major supermarket chains have a basket of fruit near the fruit and veg section and they offer free fruit for kids. Mm. So, and I think it's a brilliant idea. So while you're walking through, if you've got your kids in a trolley and you're doing your grocery shopping, they can grab an apple or a banana or a pear or something out of the basket and eat that while they're shopping with you. And that's great. My almost 11-year-old still grabs something and I'm like, I don't, I think you're on the cusp of being too old. And she's like, I'm a kid. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, but. It's not like, you know, we're walking in to get milk and you've just grabbed a banana out of it. I'm like, I feel like we need to pay for that. It's not like I need to keep you quiet while we're shopping. But she's got that thing of like, but it's free, Mum. Yeah. So other than that exception, most of the things that are free are things that are not healthy for you. So all the lollies and sweets that sit on the counters at shops like or mints at restaurants and Mm. things like that, the lollipops that 
are handed out for kids at mm-hmm. all random. I still can't believe that doctors hand out lollipops. I'm like, uh, hello, do they, obesity. Do they still do that? But yeah, I just booked um, my daughters in for their flu vaccination and please, yep, I just, anyone that is anti the flu vax, that's fine. Message me. I'll, I promise I won't read it and I won't reply. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I booked my kids in for a flu vax this year and the lady on the phone said, uh, said, have you had yours? You can come in and get your flu vax and a lollipop at the same time with the kids if you like. And I was like, you're still giving lollipops to kids? She goes, yep. After their vaccine, any needle, we still give. I'm like, you're a doctor's surgery. You should be giving out, you know, apples or something. Yeah. Lollipops, but there you go. Strawberries. I mean, they're really expensive. No one wants to buy them at the moment. So give the kids a strawberry because they're not getting them at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But I think the thing is, if you wouldn't have walked, if there was a like a a packet of lollies or, you know, individual lollies for sale on the counter at, the clothes store that you went into, if you wouldn't have parted with 30 cents for a mint mm. off the counter, why would you take it for free? Because if, you were, if you're if you not craving that or wanting that or mm. willing to part with money, you're taking something for free, just putting more sugar in your body that you wouldn't have consumed anyway. But mm. because it's free, that we feel like we have a right to it or we're entitled to it and we don't want to miss out on, mm. on an opportunity. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What else can you think of, Beck? That oh, the environment. Costs us. This is the oh. thing that gets me about those Coles minis. You know, they say and party bag, party uh, favors, pa- oh. Oh, balloons, all of those things. They're they're also terrible, terrible for the environment because they're not really recyclable. And even things that are recyclable at the moment aren't getting recycled because we have this recycling crisis. And so, even recyclable stuff, we shouldn't be unnecessarily generating anything that can't decompose and so you know we and I get so I get riled up because Coles for example have said that those Coles minis have um they're made to be collected they're not made to be thrown away and I'm like so what like they're still too small to be recycled in a normal recycling plant some of them are sort of um mixed um mediums and and they're just little bits of plastic that are going to get caught in the recycling machine. The, most of them are going to go to landfill and it doesn't matter whether they go to landfill now or they go to landfill in 20 years' time when someone's cleaning out a cupboard. They're still going to go to landfill and like, and, and they, it's still unnecessary. No one asked for these things to be produced. They produce them as a marketing tool and no one asked for them. There's no demand for them. Well, there is now, unfortunately, but there's no demand for them. And so they've just unnecessarily put all of these natural resources into both developing them and then throwing them into landfill later on. And it's completely unnecessary. And I just get, I get really riled up about that. And then there are some people who say, oh, that's fine. It's good though, because people can use them for kids who are autistic or, you know, have learning disabilities, something like that, and they can use them. And I'm like, that's fine. Of course they can. But why don't they just make them for sale so that then the market decides how many are produced? And it's mm. a it's not a, a mass production of a whole lot of stuff that people actually do not need. 90% of the people who receive them don't need them. And so it's just, it's just unnecessarily putting a burden on our environment. Can you tell I get riled up about this? I love it. I just it's all right. Them. We were in the, we were in, well, I don't very often shop at Coles, but we were in Coles when that promotion was on. Mm. And they said, oh, Are you collecting the Coles minis? And I said, No. 
and the lady behind me at at you she was loading her stuff onto the little conveyor belt and she goes oh can I have yours for my kids and I said no (laughs) she looked at me and I said but yeah I've earned like three Coles minis or whatever it was and I said and they are three less that I want to be out there in the world and I know they're already made but I am not encouraging this I'm Mm -hmm. not supporting this habit whatsoever so I was completely judged and you know mocked and then I walked out and I trying to keep my head held high but it was tough but I was like no you cannot I love that I love that you said that that's fantastic uh there it sort of turned people into monsters as well you know there was so many the staff at Coles have told me how much they hate them because how awful people are about them and and how they'll say you know can can we can we get our own can we feel them before we choose them and and they yell at them and they get mad when there's none and oh it's just so people are just for anyone that isn't aware of this ridiculous thing that went on so Coles one of our big super leading super supermarkets put out these as a promotion. It went for a month or six weeks or something like that. Maybe it went longer than that. I can't remember. And they were mini items of or mini replicas, I guess, of large items that were for Mm. sale. Um, So there was the mini water bottle, like plastic, you know, disposable waters, and there were mini, there was like washing up liquids and hmm. I can't um, remember what they actually packages were. of you know biscuits and stuff uh, yeah. yeah things like that so just tiny versions of you know commonly bought supermarket products but they came in a opaque plastic bag mm-hmm. so you couldn't see which ones you got so I think there was a range of like 12 or 20 or whatever there was and you would get if you spent a certain amount of money you would get these little minis in their opaque bags so you didn't know till you got out of the store and opened them what you had and the idea was people would go back spend more earn more free little minis open them and try and collect the whole set Mm -hmm. but it was like plastic junk wrapped in plastic that you had to spend money to get and people like but they're free I'm like they are (laughs) so far from being free yeah yeah they're costing our environment so much and the the other impact with the environment is if you haven't paid for something, you are more likely to throw it out or get rid of it without much thought. Mm. So when you pay, say, $200 for a coat and, you know, a year or two later you're not wearing that anymore and you decide that you're going to part with it, you are more likely to try and sell that or give it to someone who will use it because you have put your time and your money into acquiring that you're not going to just throw it in the trash because it feels like a waste. Hmm. But if someone left that coat at your house, no one ever claimed it and it sat there for two years and then you decide to part with it, you would probably feel fine about throwing it in the trash because there's no loss to you. You haven't, Hmm. you know, you feel like you haven't lost anything. So that's what gets me about free stuff too is people are so willing to just throw it without thought because they didn't put any energy into acquiring it. Hmm. Yeah. One other thing that is a cost, I would see it as a cost, might not necessarily be first to mind, is the access that you give people to you when you get things for free. Mm. So the generic idea of pop-ups and light boxes on websites, and hands up, I've got one on my site, <laughs> but when you want something for free, if you want, you know, the coupon to get a discount on the product you're buying, if you want a free copy of that ebook, if you want a free ticket to go and see something, 
you have to put in your name and your email address and that's how you get your free thing. What it costs you is the access to your inbox. Mm -hmm. So we think that we're getting something for free but what we're doing is giving people permission to keep putting stuff in front of our faces again and again and again until we unsubscribe. So, Which then costs the, us time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it, it might seem pretty non-committal, just popping an email address in. Yeah, sure, whatever, they can have my email address. But then they have access to you. And so you are paying. You're paying with, with the time and the access. And then because none of us can ever be bothered unsubscribing, this stuff just keeps showing up Mm. you know it's the same with a free gift with purchase or a free subscription all of those things they all want access to your data they want a phone number that they can text or they want an address that they can send your you know send junk mail to that kind of thing so just be aware of the access that you're giving people when you get something for free yeah that's a good point um probably the last point about the way that free things can still cost you is in the obligation to return a favour or another free item or something like that. So if you get something um, for free from someone, you often then feel obliged to them. And they could be a person who's giving you something or they could be a business. But you know how they have the at the supermarkets, they have the little tasting places where they're, you know, mm-hmm. usually cooking something that smells really good throughout the whole store. And my kids, I always avoid free stuff. Like I don't take samples and, and things like that. And um, part of that, I don't know, it might be just my, some social anxiety or something, but I, I just don't, I just don't want to be looked at <laughs> and I don't want to be seen taking free stuff. I have this really weird thing about being seen taking free things and my husband and my kids are quite happy, especially my husband. He loves free stuff and I'm really embarrassed when they take free stuff and I, I can't work out why. It's obviously there's something something there but I get embarrassed about it. But anyway, so my kids, of course, when they were little, they're, they're cooking like meatballs and they've got them little, little skewers or something. And of course, my kids go up and eat three of them. And so then I'm like, oh, I feel really bad that my kids have eaten. And then they've gone back for more when I'm not looking. And so then I'm like, okay, I, I'll have to buy some of these meatballs. And so I go, I'm buying the meatballs because I feel bad that my kids have eaten half of the samples. And so you know, I felt obliged to make that purchase um, because of those free things that were there and because my children couldn't stop <laughs> eating them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... I see that and I raise you to a situation that I was in about, I don't know, six months ago. I am no longer a member of Costco, but I was. <laughs> and they always have the free stuff out. And I had a child and we went into <laughs> Costco and she was like, oh, I want a snack. I want a snack. I'm like, well, don't worry. You know, um, we're leaving here to go to lunch or whatever we were doing. Mm. And I was picking up something and it was like in and out. Anyway, we walked past a lady who was selling these little crackers that had, you know, sesame seeds, a raisin and a cashew or something like that, right. all glued down with a whole lot of caster sugar. And I was like, <laughs> and Maddie took one and she was like, oh, yeah, this is good. I think she was so hungry. She was like, yep, I'll give that a go. And the lady's like, do you want to try one? I'm like, no. And Maddie's like, oh, I'll have another one. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I buy a bag of, of like 40 crackers or something individually wrapped within the big bag so I was like this is ridiculous anyway we get through the checkout when we're on our way out and Maddie hands me the second crack and she goes yeah 
I don't really like that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, what? So we, I still, like I, when we, you know, are decluttering our pantries, I need to get rid of these because I'm like, I'm now eating these disgusting crackers just because I'm like, yeah, we bought them. But that same thing. So I was so obligated to buy them. My kid didn't mm. even like them. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I am. They're just like looking at the uh, the cameras going, look at that sucker. She's just, you know, spent 30 bucks on a pack of crackers her kid won't even eat. Like, oh. uh, this need to be polite really does cost us a little bit, doesn't it? Like that whole, yeah. you know. So um, I feel like with the obligation thing, I think that even extends to things like getting a free lunch or a coffee as in if a, if you're out with a co-worker and they say, oh, no, my treat, you know, for coffee this morning, I feel like there's this unwritten rule or unspoken rule where if they've treated you today, then tomorrow if you're both back there at the cafe mm. at the same time, it should be your treat. Um, if you were back there with them tomorrow and you just bought your coffee, you would seem a bit cheap or a bit tight, I think. Yeah. Um, same with babysitting and I've had friends that are like, oh, you know, I'm happy to babysit if you wanted to go to that thing. And I'm like, okay, well, let's lock in a time when I can return that favour because I don't want this relationship to feel like you're, Mm. yeah, that you're giving to me. And then, or one day when I'm really busy, you turn around and say, I need you to return that babysitting favour now. And I'm like, I've got no time. I can't do that. (laughs) I think there's those little unspoken rules that kind of weave their way through friendships or acquaintances and you know those kind of relationships where people are in situations where they're trading things that you then get this sense of guilt or obligation Mm. of having to return that favor so you can always say no might be awkward at times but so sometimes when we've had people offer to babysit our kids because we were wanting to go to something or we're you know musing over oh you know might go for a date night at some stage if I think I don't have the space to return that favour in the next month or two, mm. I will decline someone's offer to babysit my kids and just pay a babysitter because I think, well, then that's I'm, I'd rather part with my money mm. than, yeah, have that guilt or that babysitting debt hanging over my head for the next two months knowing at some point I've got to repay that. So yeah. sometimes I will just do a beck and hashtag <laughs> opt out. out. <laughs> But but the thing is, like the the one of the worst parts of that is that quite often all of that obligation is in our own heads. Like mm. the the person that's offering might actually not even consider the fact that that they're buying themselves a return favor. They might just sort of want to help. But we do this thing to ourselves in our heads about that guilt and that obligation. And uh, so yeah, sometimes it's, we don't even it's not even necessary. <laughs> no, that is true. But I just yeah, I can't. You can't not think it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you can think of? Mind you, I think that's a pretty decent list for, you know, you think something's free, it's free. That's a pretty good list of all the ways it still costs you. I think we've covered it all. And, you know, it's just just a matter of just asking yourself, is this an intentional acquisition? And if it's not an intentional acquisition, then practice saying no uh, because you'll you'll be happier, you'll have less stuff, all of those other things, you know, that we've talked about you know, won't happen, won't happen to you. So it'll be worth it. And, yeah, would would I still bring this home with me if I had to pay for it? Yeah, it's a great And question. if the answer is no, yeah. then 
Yeah. That's that's pretty clear. Yeah. And is this going to do harm in the long term? You know, is this going to rot my kids' teeth? Is this going to mean that I have to deal with them crying in three years' time when I when I have we have to throw it out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you've got ideas of free things that you've purchased that ended up costing you or ways that you say no to free stuff, we'd love you to jump into our community with us on Facebook or hashtag us on Instagram, be uncluttered, um, and and tell us about what free stuff you've brought home that has cost you or how you've said no. Mm-hmm. And for today's challenge, we would like you to sort out and let go of some of your cords and cables. Most of us have that drawer or that cupboard where old cables go to die, spare USB cables for printers that we no longer have or cords for cameras, chargers for phones that we don't own anymore. Have a look through that drawer or that cupboard, see if you can find some of them. Check with your local stationery office store printer stores places like that quite often you can recycle some of your your old electronic cords otherwise let go of them and make some more space in your house thanks for joining us if you've enjoyed listening we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all of your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered if you would like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via facebook and instagram or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com